Hey, roomies, it's Heather. Thank you so much for listening to The Dance Room. Make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a nice review, please, please, please. And most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, whoever. We appreciate you. When you got the urge, you got to go full out. So let's dance. Welcome to The Dance Room with veteran dancers and choreographers Heather Morris and Ava Bernstein-Mitchell. Join Heather and Ava Flav as they share their stories, interview world-class dancers, and recap all your favorite TV dance shows right here on The Dance Room. Welcome back, roomies. I'm your host, Ava Flav. You're listening to The Dance Room. Happy Halloween. I know you're probably like, where is Heather? Heather is booked and blessed. She got a job and she could not join us today, but she will be back. So don't worry. I'm going to hold it down. But our guest this week is my friend, dancer extraordinaire and clean eating machine, Leanna Blackburn. You may also know her as Daily Dancer Diet on Instagram. That's right. Food is her medicine and dance is her drug. It's going to be a great interview. She's very knowledgeable, has so much to share, and she's one of my favorite artists. You don't want to miss it. I know we usually do booked and blessed. But it's Halloween, so we figured we'd do a little spooky storytelling. So Heather's going to kick us off with the scary story she has shared with us remotely. So my spooky, scary story is I was filming in Santa Fe, New Mexico for this film called Santa Fake with Damien McGinty. It just came out. Go check it out on iTunes and all those goods. But so we were filming in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and where we were staying was at this hotel that we found out upon arrival. It was a once upon a time, a hospital, a hospital that had been converted into a hotel. And if you've ever been to Santa Fe, New Mexico, you know, the vibes there are very spooky. It's it's like very spirit heavy. You can sense it. It used to be like a Spaniard town hundreds and hundreds of years ago before the United States was established and there was lots of wars being fought there. So on top of it being Santa Fe, I was in a haunted hotel. I was convinced. I believe in ghosts and spirits and I knew it was haunted. But the vibes from the front desk people when we checked in played it really cool, which I'm sure that their manager was like, don't reveal anything. Nothing that you've experienced here can come out of your mouth. So staying in this hotel, like a week into filming, there was one night where I could not go to sleep. I was like tossing and turning and I heard like running around in the floor above me. It sounded like kids were running all night long, footsteps all night long. And so I was like dead when I went into work the, the work the next day and I saw Damien and he was like, Hey, how you feeling? How's it going today? Cause you know, Damien, he's like super friendly and nice. And I was like, Oh my God, last night I could not sleep. I was up all night and people above me were disruptive and they were running. It was crazy. And he was like, Oh my God, I couldn't sleep last night. There was a couple that was fighting all night long. I had a terrible sleep too. I'm like, we're, we're both just, our minds are a mess. We're a wreck. The day was long and exhausting amongst filming, but you know, all that. And so like a week or a couple days later, I was just chilling in my room and I was thinking about that night and it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a second. I remember Damien McGinty's room number was 204. Heather, you are in room 104. You're the room directly below him. So I immediately texted Damien and I'm I'm like, hey, were you that night we couldn't sleep. Were you what's your room number? First of all, he's like 204. And I'm like, okay, were you up that night running around because you are the room above me? And he's like, no, flipping out. And I'm like, we were ghosted. There was haunting things happening that night to both of us in that hotel. You know, something crazy went down in both of our rooms and we were both haunted that night because he was the room above me and he was not running around that night. Oh my God. Never again will I go back to the hotel. I will find out the name because I don't remember it and we'll never go back there. Since Heather has shared a story, I think I'll, I don't really have scary stories, but I will share a scary experience with you that I had. Anybody ever have sleep paralysis? 
So I was in Russia. I was on tour with Britney Spears at the time. And we were at this hotel. And it was night. And I was sleeping. And this had never happened to me before. I heard my friends, distinctly heard their voices, three of them, in the corner of my room. And so I went to, like, get up and look and reply. And I couldn't move. I, like... All the weight was, like, pushing me into the bed. I kept trying to move. And then all of a sudden, like, the sound in the room, if this makes sense, like, silence got louder. I could hear silence at, like, an intense sound. And also, sorry, I'm, like, really in this vision right now. And, like, I could hear like the alarm clock it was like ringing like it wasn't going off though like you could just hear the power on like everything was just magnified and then I could still hear them talking and I, I wanted to respond but I couldn't move it was terrifying and it doesn't sound as terrifying as it feels as it felt but if you've ever had sleep paralysis you would know and then I just was stuck there so then I just finally like calmed myself down I was like just lay there you can't move and then it passed but I wrote it down in my journal because I didn't want to forget it. And I actually wish I had revisited this moment before I shared it with you. But it was so intense. So if you ever experience sleep paralysis, you will know that it's terrifying. You have no control of your body. And that's as spooky as my story gets. <laughs> um, we don't get to hear from Steve often. But Steve, did you have a story you wanted to share with us? Ooh. Oh, boy. This will be a very L.A. horror story. Oh, please do put me on the spot yes this morning <laughs> steve woke up without a car because it was in the shop oh my gosh <laughs> so as most angelinos have to do in that Oof. situation he had to resort to ride sharing yeah in a busy part of town across the way steve goes out to the street <laughs> to the street orders his uber sees it'll take 45 minutes Oof. Little rough. Oh, real rough. But there are longer commutes. So Steve is grateful. That's true. <laughs> Takes about 15 minutes for the Uber to arrive. Steve's skin is crawling, spiders underneath his yes. skin. Finally, he gets in, and the Uber driver is the slowest driver in Los Angeles. Die. Steve's gut is curdling. <laughs> <laughs> Every intersection pulling out to make a left turn oh. will not pull into the oh. intersection. Oh. Chugging slowly after every green light, a latency of at least three seconds or so. Time is passing ever so slowly. Oh Steve God. has a very busy work day ahead of him. <laughs> Finally, after an hour, yes, oh. it exceeded the expected drive time by 40, by 15 minutes. Ooh. Steve finally arrives at work, walks up to the plaza of his office, yes. and realizes he left his work computer at home. No! Spooky! <laughs> we appreciate your spooky story, Steve. Appreciate you, Ava. Yes! Well, now for some dance news and reviews. Let's see what's going on in our community. Well... If you are familiar with the union SAG-AFTRA, union dues are upon us. I'm sure everyone has been getting their statements from SAG-AFTRA because they're due November 1st. We all hate it, but it has to be done. So that's uh, happening. ML, one of the Los Angeles' major dance studios, Movement Lifestyle, celebrated 10 years. They celebrated with some throwback dance classes. They had a celebration, like a soiree, where everybody in the community came and celebrated. So shout out to ML and Sean Evaristo for 10 years of serving the dance community. We appreciate you. We love you. And Dancing with the Stars, if you guys are still up on Dancing with the Stars, I'm not keeping up too strongly. I only watched half the show yesterday. Um, it was a Halloween night, which was awesome. Very thematic. Lots of costumes. All the things. Um, I did watch, and one performance that stood out to me was the Lindsay and Sean Spicer performance. They had a whole bunch of mummies with them that were also dancing with them. It was a little weird because I'm used to seeing duets, and then it was like eight of them doing the same thing. It was really bizarre. And I don't know if they actually do that usually, but I just thought it was interesting, and I don't think I liked it. There was a great performance by um, Kate. Kate. Kate killed it. She may I say she was a little sultry 
a little sexy. I did not expect this from her. She did a great job. The judges thought so too, a little bit. They gave her some flack, but uh, I thought she looked amazing. They had group numbers. The group numbers were pretty awesome, entertaining. They had like all the little segments were cute, but um, yeah, I'm going to try to keep up on it if you guys are interested in Dancing with the Stars. If you're not watching, let us know. Maybe you don't care, but we're watching because it's kind of cute. <laughs> but just let us know. World Choreography Awards are coming up. They will be on November 11th. If you're in Los Angeles, you would know what that is. If not, you know, it's a time to celebrate choreography, the choreographers. So we're looking forward to that. We'll talk more about it when it approaches. If you guys have any questions, anything you want us to address, please hit us up, DM us personally or on our the dance room Instagram. We would love to hear from you. It is for you roomies. But my favorite part of the day, the word of the day. Hit it, Steve. Hey there, what do you say? Let's hear Ava's word of the day. Expand your vocab in a very fun way. Let's hear the word of the day. Happy Thursday and happy Halloween here with the word of the day. The word of the day is ostentatious. It's an adjective and it means designed to impress or attract notice. Also characterized by vulgar or pretentious display. To use that in a sentence, he stood ostentatiously by his car as the group of ladies passed by. Mm-hmm. Show off. All right. And now off to our interview with Leanna Blackburn. Please enjoy. Leanna Blackburn in studio with us. I don't know how else to describe Leanna other than she is a ninja. She danced. Whoa. Yeah, you're a ninja. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I did not see that description coming. It, Sorry. It, you're a ninja. I came in too quick. I have a, I have a boy. I have a boy. Two boys. So they are all about ninjas. So I'm just going to say you're a ninja because you just surprise me in every aspect you do. She's danced with Nick Jonas, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. Really, the list is endless and has appeared on shows like Dancing with the Stars, Cirque du Soleil. But what makes her truly special is her creation of her iconic Instagram account, Daily Dancer Diet, where she shares tips, tricks on healthier eating. That's it. You're here. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. My iconic Instagram. <laughs> it is iconic. Well, I mean, I like to save the earth and I like to be, you know, mindful of things. So I follow you and I'm like, ooh, that's a good tip. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to let that compliment come in. Thank okay, you. I good. appreciate Take it that. in. Hold it. Iconic ninja. <laughs> iconic ninja. I'm going to add that to that's my That's going to be your description on the episode. So how did your path to clean eating start? Oh, was this a deep question? Well, it's personal. Most health shifts are personal because unfortunately, unless you grew up in a household um, believing that that's natural and that's your normal to eat like that, there's a transition that happens that usually comes from something negative, something upsetting something you know whether you're getting sick or you know something's happening to your body that you don't like so unfortunately it takes most people to get to this place where they're so uncomfortable that things have to change because they're not happy right so that's what happened with me 2011 yeah I was for sure McDonald's eating. Oh, yeah. Taco Bell. I mean, all – I never really ate vegetables unless they were microwaved green beans doused in, like, butter Thanks. or margarine and right. salt. That was the only vegetable I really ate growing up. So I'm I'm a very 180 from what I am now. Or I was a That's very crazy to hear because it's just shift. so different. I feel like there's – that's kind of why a lot of what I say has more weight because I'm not the person that's like, I grew up like this and this is my norm. I'm the person right. that goes, I made a change and you can too. Right. I decided to do this and I'm continuing to choose to do this instead of just like right, cause it growing could be up easier, like this. It could be easier for you to say – well, maybe not because you might have something going on within you that you need to do this for your own body. But for me, it's like I've tried it and it's really hard because I have two kids and I also have a husband who's not used to that lifestyle. So it's easier mm. for me to go, mm-hmm. well, I can't really sustain it. So and I'm just going to go back. And that's a lot of people are. Yeah. And even what you said, like maybe there's something you need to be doing, there's still a lot of people – that their health oh, yeah. says they need to, and they still don't. They won't do it. And they still don't. Stubborn. Yeah. So so for me, um, you know, as a dancer, our body and the way we look has a lot to do with our success mm-hmm. in some points, unfortunately. Uh, then we're mentally kind of training ourselves to believe that our visual is our validation. So after 24 
three years of fast food eating, sugar craving, right. like Coke, Pepsi Cola. I mean, like Coca Cola. No, yeah, not the sniff not, kind. Not the sniff kind. Mm-mm. I did not sniff <laughs> soda. Didn't do, <laughs> Didn't it. do it. Thank God. Um, I w- booked like my first world tour on, with Kylie Minogue. I was like, you know, a highlight of my life, like first best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I w- grew up to do. And then all of a sudden I started developing intense cystic acne, like all over the lower half of my face and my neck. And it was like, it was to the point where my hands would be a foot away from my face and I felt heat just like radiating what? off the acne. It was so big. It was so painful to move. It was actually physically painful to move oh, my I'm body. Oh, I'm sure. But it was so mentally and emotionally painful Absolutely. to look into someone's eyes. I mean, I have neck pain now Especially just because I was so because comfortable looking down because I was hiding all the time. Yeah. So I was so ashamed of how I looked. Especially because you're on stage yeah. and you are like, uh-huh. people are staring at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was – I felt like a fraud. You know, I felt like my body's doing one thing, but you see a different thing like in my face and my skin. And I was wearing so much makeup and like just so in between. So bipolar. It was terrible. Yeah, because my body inside felt so fabulous. You yeah. know how you feel as a dancer? You embody this like – you just feels good. And then you're like, but I hate myself at the same time. Right. And it was so destructive and so terrible. And, and I was dating my husband now at the time and like even our relationship, you know, it's, it's – just like I want lights off, I want to hide. Mm-hmm. I never want to look at you with makeup. Even though he's loving everything I am, no matter how exactly. I look, I know that my confidence level was so low, and I know low confidence isn't attractive. So I was like, I'm gonna try to fake this and feel like I'm good, and it was like, this sucked. yeah, I'm it being a fake fake. Sucked because all I wanted to do was just like tell me my acne's pretty, and I was like, nobody's gonna. I don't want to ask him to tell me that. Mm-hmm. That's He's like, gonna tell you that because he loves you. He did exactly, but he knew how painful it was for me to even talk about it. That he was like, maybe we shouldn't. I shouldn't say anything. Ugh, or, yeah. But then I, and then he's like, I don't want to touch it because I don't. That's going to make you self conscious. Yeah. You know, if people are like uncomfortable with their bodies in certain places, oh, they don't want sure. people touching it. Yeah. That's how it was with my face. So he like, you know, it was like he wouldn't even touch my face because he knew it was like, like this unspoken thing. Yeah. And especially if there was makeup on, don't touch my face because you don't want to smudge my makeup yeah. because then my acne is going to come out so right. it's like I didn't want to go swimming I wouldn't wear shirts that were crew neck that would might possibly pull off makeup when I pulled it over my head I wouldn't like be in the sun if we were going out with friends I would pick the shade I'd pick the space where like it wasn't highlighted yeah. that I wasn't highlighted like every choice I made was built around hiding interesting it was terrible getting away from the feeling mm-hmm. of like exposing yourself mm-hmm Ugh. Being seen. so, then what? What made it change? Like where, where in this like journey did it? Do you stop and go like I have to fix this? I had really good friends like Miss Pamela Chu. I don't know if oh, you know Pam, Pam Chu. She was already going to a holistic uh, medicine a nutritionist, Deborah Kim, who the the dance world is very familiar with. Yeah. she's gone around in the and helped a lot of dancers. She was already going to her, and for a while, Pam was like, would you consider this? She was already going to and seeing benefits, and because I was the complete op- – I was doing everything terrible that I could possibly do yeah. to keep – But little my- did you know. You just didn't know that no, the didn't. answers. Because you know what – The right ones. You know what's hard to – the mirror that's really hard to put up is going, oh, I've been doing this to myself. I right. can't blame anybody else that's but me. That's the hardest – that's the hardest hurdle to get over uh-huh. for a lot of vices or a lot of things that people have. People still say, you're like, responsible. oh, you are what you eat? That's silly. Oh, just because I eat this is going to cause this? People still, like, deflect that as the truth. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, of course, I was yes. like that for 23 years. Like, this is not me. It's something wrong. You know, I could take a pill for something that's happened to me or it's something, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't really holding the mirror and being like, this is something you've been doing to yourself for a long time and these are, this is now your body's way of going enough. This, you're a dancer? Hmm. It's actually coming out of you. It's literally coming out. And yeah. I believe now that I, the more I know now, because now it's been like seven years or eight years of this transformation, I'm like, I know my body chose acne. There's could be, there could be many ways that my body could have dealt with right. the crap I was putting in. Things I, you wouldn't see. Mm-mm. Things that are internal. Mm-mm. And those were still happening. Yeah. But they weren't the catalyst to the change. Because a lot of people would be like, oh, I have so many, cr- oh, I have yeah. bad period cramps. Oh, I'm bloated. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. That wasn't, that, I had, I experienced those, but that wasn't enough mm-hmm. for me to do something about it. I think my body knew, oh, you're a dancer. Oh, you like the way you look. Exactly. Oh, is that important to you? Value. Here you go. Yeah. Now what? Now you can see it. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to keep doing this? You can't anymore because yeah. you hate what you see. If you go audition, you're not going to uh-huh. be the best because I stopped you're thinking auditioning. about it. 
I stopped doing so much. I stopped. I would I would literally decide if I wanted to even go out with friends. Like I remember going on a camping trip with friends and I was a girl with makeup on at a camp. Like who puts makeup on when they go right. camping? I was that person, a 13 year old girl. That's what you did when you were 13. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh my God, I need to look like so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the only girl with grown women wanting to wear or in the summer having a scarf around my neck. Right. So you that went so you went to this nutritionist. Was this like a mitz tour? Like, were you no, on tour? You came it was back. After. Yeah. So you saw her and she just like pointed, pointed you in the right direction. She, I, I think just even walking into the door, I already was like, I'm committed to this. I wouldn't have Great. even showed up if I was wishy-washy. So I had already gone to so many other doctors. I'd seen so many other traditional med- like medicine people right. that were telling me Accutane. I was like, hell no. My sister did Accutane like two or three times. Like, I know the 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 weight of all these medical interventions and i i tried them for a long time and so i was like all right i i i'm starting to understand this i know i'm trusting my friend i'm trusting she's seeing results i'm trusting this so when i walked in i was like i'm all in i went dramatically i changed everything with a snap of my finger just Mm -hmm. Everything so fast. No gluten, no dairy, no refined sugar, no caffeine, no soy. Uh, Like, I just went in. You went hard. Yeah. So then what motivated you to start sharing your obsession on your Instagram account as the Daily Dancer Diet? Um, Well... Well, I, I don't exactly know, remember, because 2011 is when I started going to her and started making the shift. But there was a few years between that and when DDDs began that I... Ooh, DDD, I like that. DDD, yeah, triple D. Mm-hmm. Mm, triple uh, D. Triple D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, was a, there was a gap, but in that gap, I uh, started being asked so many questions because I went so hard so quickly everybody in my life was like whoa this is a huge shift what what are you doing what just happened I felt that I was constantly answering people's questions of what am I doing what am I eating why am I doing this I was like all right let me just put all these answers in a place yeah and I was also really resistant towards social media at this time as well I was like I don't want to do it I don't want and then I was like "Ooh, but if I started food account I can like hide behind the food and it can be like not about me it could be about the food so I was really yeah. interested in hiding behind the food mm-hmm. so I was really all about it and I love acronyms me and my husband love wordplace we're like daily dancer diet that's fun DDD like that's great so we went that in was, I wanted to know like did you struggle with the name like what no. other names did you have no, that was it was it. just DDD yeah we, we wordplay and whatever. But it's so smart because people want to look like, I'm going to say dancers, like their bodies are it, you know? And I have had a little back and forth of like, hmm, maybe this word makes people think it's only for a dancer and it steers certain people away. Yeah. But I think there is, the part of me that keeps going back is there is this idea that a dancer has a perfect body, that a dancer takes care of their body, and that's mm-hmm. actually not the truth, unfortunately. No. So I do want to kind of bring, draw people in like, oh yeah, I want to know what a daily dancer diet is, and then go, truth is, we're all struggling. Right. Dancers are struggling. Every day, we all have to look and good. And it's like, yeah. you start eating bad because you're like, okay, well, I'm not working right now. I can just like, you know, cheat for a week. And then after that week, you're like, now I got to get back on the diet bus and like, how do I do that? Especially like when you book a job and it's in two days, the panic that you go into of like, how can I transform my body the best in exactly. two days? In two oh, days. What am I wearing? Oh my God, for the next 24 hours, I'm going to And then you go to this. the job and you feel like shit and you're it's not terrible. happy with yourself because it's you're naked. never ending cycle. of and, and I feel blessed at this moment that I feel honestly, and at any point somebody is like, here, you're going to wear this bikini tomorrow. I'd be like, okay, there's no difference of how my body really changes now because my lifestyle is so consistent. Yeah. I don't have these binges. I don't have these moments where I'm like, oh, I have this thing coming up. I need to change what I'm doing. What I'm doing every day makes me feel great every day. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me is like, how do I do, how do I like keep this up? So do you have any tips and tricks for people that maybe like have a, a normal or regular lifestyle who don't follow the the whole plan or the whole thing like as a whole? What would be the, the easiest tips for people to do to keep a healthy lifestyle or just keep consistent? Vegetables. Vegetables. It's the answer nobody wants. People want. But the, it is. People want the cool like keto answer like 
you can eat all the fat and bacon you want. As long as you're in ketosis, you'll be great. Like people you're want doing like a commercial for me, <laughs> like a keto commercial. People want ketosis. the answer that somebody's telling them. Like, yeah, you can have as much sugar as long as you're counting no, calories. You like can't. people want that answer, but the answer is vegetables. Like, and I know every it's. It's cool right now to be vegan. It's like cool right now because it's like for the planet. But outside of that, people are not eating enough vegetables. They really just aren't. For your my health. answer to my kids when they like have a stomach ache or they like have been eating all day and they're like, "What do I want?" Like, I just am not satisfied. I'm like, "Go have some carrots, have some celery, have something," and they feel great. Yeah, water afterwards they're done. First, it's water too. first is always the answer. Because like, are you and just then, dehydrated? Do you just need yeah. to dehydrate? Because sometimes we think we're hungry, but we're really just dehydrated. Exactly. Yeah, I think so saying that vegetables is like, okay, that sounds like a stupid blanketed statement. But like, I have vegetables in the morning. People don't even think of having vegetables in the morning. My They're just like, yeah. no, I can't. My can't. My stomach Why would you have a vegetable for the, that. for the morning? Because our society and media has sold us that breakfast food is something specific, and they've categorized the things we're supposed to eat in the morning around cereal, carbs, coffee. Even when you go to a restaurant and you get a veggie omelet, there's a one tomato like, yeah, and two it. onions and then three sprigs of in, spinach or they throw in an entire avocado and you're like why what is ha- like where else is the veggies <laughs> where are you going to get some entire I don't know, avocado but I, i've gotten a veggie omelet and there's like nothing in there except an entire sliced up avocado and i'm like okay i'm into that but it was Thanks, probably guys. four dollars more just because of it, that. I, I don't know it was crazy <laughs> so you you do travel you do meal preps yeah. and you travel with your foods already prepped like you do your bag ready you have everything you've told us about how you have like a refrigerator when you go to your hotels and you teach um tell us about that like how you meal prep and is it as easy as it would seem or is it like struggle bus central every new change is struggle ball change yes i love struggle bus central struggle ball change it's going to be a struggle because you are not comfortable with it. It's going to anything that you want to change is going to feel difficult at first because yeah. you're doing things that you're you're learning new things. Yeah. And everybody feels l- low confident, low confidence levels when they're in the unknown. Yeah. So it's going to feel like a struggle because you're in the world of the unknown going cuz you're like god I just want to go grab a single use plastic yes. something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or oh I just want to go get the french fries at the bar downstairs or oh yeah. I just want to go get that whatever that nacho dip. Um so it will be a struggle at the beginning, but yeah. I'm hoping that I can be a place that eases that transition for people. Like I just had a, uh, I did a live with Mackenzie um, recently because she she travels every she's a dance that. teacher that yeah. travels every week, and she's like, okay, so I'm really wanting to make this transition for this year. I recognize how bo- crappy my body feels when I travel and teach, and I want to do this for me. Can you help me? So I can't, went over and we did an Instagram live, and I went through my whole step by step of how. And now she's like, this is not this is not that challenging. No. When you have somebody there that's already done it, it's way easier than just going like, let me try to figure this out on my own. And then on the way, you're you're being confronted with obstacles that you don't have answers yeah. to. And you're only and self-reliable. That's, that's when it's stressful. Yeah. I don't know what's the right thing to do here. So do you like prep once um, a week? Like do you do on Sundays, you cut up your vegetables and stuff like that? I don't really have a strict schedule because my lifestyle is still unpredictable. Yeah. So there's some days where I don't even come home until Sunday night. So then maybe like maybe Monday morning I have time to meal prep for the week. There's sometimes where I'm home on the weekend and maybe that's the day I go to the farmer's market on Sunday and then I prep for Sunday. There's sometimes where my schedule is kind of lackadaisical and I know that I might be able to be home cooking all week. I don't really need a meal prep, you know, but then there was like a day like this this morning where I was like, oh my God, I have a full day today and I never meal prep this week. I have some stuff in the fridge. So I was like, let me grab some olives. Let me grab some cashews. Let me grab a pluot. And I have like random things, but I have haven't had like the full full meal today that I usually do. Yeah. And I know that I'm not feeling as good because of that. I'm still eating great things, but I know that if I did meal prep yesterday yeah. and had a little bit more substantial nutrients in my fridge, I would have felt a little bit better right now. Yeah. But I feel good because I'm still eating great stuff. So the meal prepping thing is like if you have a regular schedule, pick a day, whatever the day is that you go to the grocery store, you pick two hours around that grocery time. Like, all right, we're going to go to the grocery store and then we come home, there's going to be a two-hour block where as I'm unloading the the, the food, I'm going to decide how to prep them and I'm going to start prepping them right away. Because a lot of the things, the, 
I believe that a big reason why people talk about healthy food being really expensive is because they throw it in the trash before they eat it. Yeah. And they're losing money because produce goes bad and there's not a long shelf life. No. So you have to be prepared. If you're going to go to the grocery store and buy a ton of produce. You need to know that there's an hour a lot of time after you just gro- you just grocery shop. Or at least within the next 24 hours, I feel like you need to shop and go, I'm going to do something with this right now. Yeah. Or else you're just you're just letting life happen throughout the week and hoping that you eat it. So I feel really, um, I believe that when you plan the time around the shopping to the prepping, that's like the, the starting point of the success. Yeah. So have you gotten your husband to, to join in with you on this? Yeah. Like, did you have to show him like PETA Instagram videos of like (laughs) animals? You know, those videos, like I've watched them. I get tagged in them from PETA of like terrible videos. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh God. It's like the Sarah McLaughlin version of, of, yes, (laughs) it's pretty graphic nowadays. Yeah. I don't actually watch any of them. I know exactly what goes on and I don't need to taint my eyes with those in my soul um he actually taught me a lot about food because when he first met me he's an italian boy grew up with the italian mama cooking all the time like Mm -hmm. he did not he was not exposed to fast food restaurants anywhere near as much as i would he was a home-cooked kind of family man so So he taught me a lot but he was still in line with the more typical food old school food pyramid like wheat is good and this and that so he was eating better than me but he was still far from where we're eating now so he taught me a lot when we first met he was the one that introduced me to liking fish like he was the one who said oh do you like this I was like no I don't like that he said when was the last time you had it and I said I don't know, maybe when I was like seven. He's like, absolutely not. You're a grown woman. You don't remember the last time you've had it. You're going to have it again. He was the one that forced me to be like, you can't just say you don't like something if you've only had it once or twice in the last 23 years of your life. Get over yourself. So he taught me a lot. And then when I made the transition, he... He was like, all right, let's do this. Why not? I'm all for living long and thriving. And so let's do it. At the house, he would do it. And like, we would do it together. But if he was going to work, he would probably eat whatever was at work. Like he was kind of on both spectrums. Right. Like he would do what he wanted when we, but at the house, great. We'll do it together. Until. Okay. He, There's an until. He discovered an autoimmune dis- situation that he was having. Okay. Which he then went to a. Oh my god, I'm losing the word. Where you look down your throat, he had a, a, sco- a endoscopy, 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 and uh, they told him he had an autoimmune issue where his throat is swollen. And the doctor was like, "So, eighty percent of people that are diagnosed with this are going to be on steroids or have been on steroids for the rest of your life. Would you like me to write you a prescription, or do you have a what did he say? Uh, an allergy specialist you'd like to see? Because this is probably it's based to on do allergies. with out- inventor- environmental and food related." allergies honestly i was even surprised the doctor even said that right i was surprised i don't think, any, I don't think i'd hear that. that but he did say 80 percent of people that are diagnosed with this are on steroids for the rest of your life would you like me to write would you would you would you, yeah. would you like me to write you a prescription and george was like thank you goodbye and then he went to my doctor yeah and then now we've been on and then the same place ever spiraled since then. into yeah your lifestyle yeah that's amazing i I'm just excited. I think it's so cool. Um, What is it? uh, My question, personally, I want to know what the process is like for making your own almond milk. Oh, my God. It's it's so easy. Because people like like Chloe and and all the Kardashians, like, they have people that make those things for them. And they talk about it. And it's, like, huge. And I'm like, how? Can you do that? Or do you do that? I don't know anybody that does it. And so I'm interested. Like, how do you make your own? I do it. Like, what do you do? Is it a machine? I can't tell you how easy it is. There is now this machine. I don't know what it's called, but there is one. You don't need that. I don't know how much it is, but you do need to have a good food processor or blender. So I use a Vitamix, which is like the Mecca. Okay. I know the price tag is big, but I'm not sponsored by them, but I will talk about them all day long because they're amazing. They're worth it. So worth it. So you need a good food processor and you need a nut milk bag. So there's a certain bag that you buy. It's like a few dollars. Have you ever seen somebody uh, squeeze like uh, like cheese uh, cheese cloth? Have you ever heard of a cheesecloth? Yeah. They squeeze the cheese inside, and there's this liquid that comes out. Okay, it's like that. Got it. But it's more. it, the, I think I've seen videos. The of holes doing are this. smaller, so okay. cheesecloth have bigger holes in the bag. Nut milk has much tinier holes and a much more okay. durable material. So, so you, you process it. You literally and then you blend it. the nuts 
and filtered water in your food processor. There's a certain ratio that you need. Yeah. And then you pour that liquid through your nut milk bag and you squeeze it out and that liquid is the nut milk. Will you do, the a, end will you do an period. Instagram video on this? Yeah. Okay. I've done it before. It doesn't live on – I've done it in my stories, but it is so easy. When you go and read the ingredients in a grocery store nut milk – and you see, That's there's the a paragraph long. And anything, I'm like, why? Why is this in here? There's like palm so much. oil to me. I'm like, why? Or why? I just know how terrible it is for the for the environment. And you can do. I'm saying nut milk, but you could do it with any grain. If you don't eat, if you're allergic to nuts and you want to make your own oat milk, I know oat milk is like the craze right now. Yeah. Living on, you can make your own oat milk with the same exact way. Put oats and water. Blend. Put it through the bag. That liquid is it. That's yeah. it. And let's say you're somebody who loves creamer. You know, it's a little bit thicker. I want right. a creamer in my coffee. Then the ratio of liquid to nuts just changes. You have a little less liquid, a little more nuts, so that it's thicker juice. That's it. That's all you do. Yeah. And if you want to add a little sweetener, you could do like – you could throw a date in there and blend it up with a nice date. Or you could put – you know, if somebody likes liquid stevia or, you know, you could add – or you we like – like my husband now is putting like turmeric and pepper like to mm. make it like a yeah, whole like thing. Yeah, spicy Italian You can do anything that you want, but literally it's just – just water, filtered water, and the nut or the oat or whatever it is that you're wanting to turn into milk. That's it. It's That's so it. easy. It. If you have a lower uh, quality blender, you will probably need to soak the nuts overnight. Mm. So if you are if you have like a blender that you don't think is going to blend very well, That's where, yeah. you need to soak your nuts. Um, soak the nuts. You need to drop your nuts in some liquid overnight yes. you need so to marinate them. the nuts, <laughs> marinate and, the nuts. <laughs> so like my vitamin like george we have a great blender but he still soaks them overnight because there's a lot that happens when you soak nuts there's a lot of things that happen to the nuts um, that actually make you be able to consume your body be able to absorb nutrients more Huh. This is a whole nother topic, but like, yeah, nuts have a protective layer on them that prevent them from like being eaten in the wild, right? It's like this whole thing. But that's why you've heard like sprouted nuts. Like, what is this sprouted right. bread? And that's a whole new language that I'm like, what is this? Sprouted means that the Moisture? full property of the 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 produce the nut or whatever you're sprouting becomes available for your body so before it's sprouted there's a lot of nutrients that if you were to eat it your body's not going to get it because it has this like coating on it it's like corn like when you eat corn you just poop it out because your body doesn't need it (laughs) that's actually a good phrase so you think of the corn kernel and think about when it pops right think about the expansion that happens that kind of what happens when things sprout like even though you can't see it there's this like special properties that pop out that make your body that your body can 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 absorb yeah so it's always healthier to have sprouted things so you can soak your nuts overnight and and you know you could it's a whole thing you now you've created this Experience. It's called the body language experience. Can you talk to me about this? Oh my God, what do you want to know? There's so many things. I want to know what it is, how it came about. Like, was it your self discovery or like, where did you come, where did you come up with this? It's like, oh, it's just like my baby. I've done so many great things in my life, but there's something about this experience that I feel the most proud of. It's so intimate. Um, my health journey has definitely been the the catalyst of my of what why body language exists like the the time I started saying yes to myself and yes to putting back good things in um I believe that body language is like I believe that the acne and the self-destruction I felt seven years ago was actually to get me to what body language is today Mm. Um, so I'm now in this space of wanting to create an environment for women at the moment. There's no men involved right now. It's just women. But understanding that their fears hold them back. And instead of just talking about goal setting, because a lot of people are like, let's goal set. What are the yeah. things that you want? And let's go do that. Let's do that. Super Put it great. in the universe. Super great. Manifesting cool. But like you do that, but then they don't happen. And why don't they happen? Yeah. Fear. That's what I want to know. Fear. 
is why they don't happen. There's something you're afraid of. There's something that happened to you in your life. There's something you're ashamed of. There's something going on internally that's holding you back from believing that you are worth being seen. You are worth having success. You are worth being loved. You're worth being chosen for a job if you want to mm-hmm. go. But it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. So, my- so that could be the point of like a therapist. But in your case, it's like, let's discover this through our bodies. Yes. Yeah, so people call it dance therapy. Yeah. The girls who do it, they're like, this is dance therapy. I've seen the videos of this is therapy. <laughs> I'm bawling and I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's blanketed under, it's kind of like hidden under dance. But I'm not trying to make you a better dancer. I'm working toward freeing yourself of your fears and the obstacles that hold you back from being a better dancer, being a better human, living, loving harder, living louder, um, actually going and after you make those goals, actually doing them because you believe you're capable, you believe you're worthy of it. And you so so what ends up happening is day one or like, all right, everybody, you don't know each other, but we're going to sit here and talk about what our biggest fear is right now. And day one, it starts about let's expose our fears. Let's work through them. And then day by day, there's different exercises that break more layers down, break more layers down. And we do it through movement. Yes. But we also do it through voice. So nobody because I think the dancer is very comfortable hiding behind. Absolutely. They're not really comfortable talking no so i'm not especially about themselves or Mm -hmm. yeah their Mm -hmm. life experiences the realness of Mm -hmm. things yes so unlike most dance intensives it's an experience where you are stripping back these obstacles these fears this vulnerability that you feel makes you less than and discovering that the vulnerability actually makes you more than enough that's great. So it's it it's used with movement. There's a lot of movement, but there's actually way more talking and moving at the same time. So then you you basically you're taking your emotion and you're expressing it through movement as well mm-hmm. as vocally. Yes. Oh yeah. In uh, an authentic way and not like let me kill this choreo. Right. Let me make sure I know how so to book a any, job. Are, do you film class or do you film the experience? Yes. The footage is for them. I give them lots of footage. They yeah. have like two different videos or maybe three different videos that they get because there's also group you know body language people know of as my heels class they're like oh this is a heels class so is this gonna be like a heels intensive i'm like no if you've come to my class you know body language is not a heels class body language is actually about dancing with intention not for attention so here in body language experience we're going to understand how you can truly as a human lead with intention and that's going to take you breaking down to the core to know what your true intention is with and your values in your life. So it's, yeah, we're going to do some movement in heels, but the point is to strip back the preconceived notion that the heel tells you how to move. No. Just because no. you put a shoe on doesn't mean you stick your ass out and stick your boobs out and bite your lip and squint your eyes. Like No, I feel like the heel hinders you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you decide what the mo- what you're going to do. Yeah. The heel is just a different weight distribution. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> the heel doesn't tell me to stick my ass out. So we need to re- rethink what heels movement is and know yeah. that it's not a style of dance. It's just a shoe. And we can do anything in them. So yeah. we explore different ways of moving in a heel as well as moving barefoot as well as speaking your truth and making sure it's, a, it's all just you regardless of what style you're doing it's always you you're not putting on a mask you're not hiding it's it always has to be you that's beautiful it's intense i'm inspired by i could not imagine it is emotionally i would love to do it i feel like i would have to go into hiding though for like a week until afterwards just to oh yeah just to process it yeah i always tell them on day one like guess what day five you're not going to leave here and be like let's go book a job like day five you're going to go what the f is happening with me right now you're going to almost feel more crazy on day five because you've gotten this whole new understanding of living true to yourself that you might feel crazier yeah but that crazy is the beginning of a new birth of you like living your truth and so there's a it's about long term so there's no way i could just do five days and be like bye ladies i hope you do good with all this craziness you feel there's accountability happening so after the day five like i meet up with them every month oh wow and we become account we become a community i'm like how is how is this working how are you able to apply this what's coming up for you right now okay you went to an audition 
and you tried that what okay what's happening in your relationship who are your roommates are they holding you back like it it, it there's no way you can be like here's new tools yeah go peace off the out. world see ya no take take it and Mm-mm. do what you can no no this is like okay this was just the beginning now let's be together as a community to work together on applying this with life because life changes and so you have a million questions and your questions keep on coming yeah so they can't just start and stop in five days it's impossible no not at all well i want to do this and hopefully i'll be able to do this sometime soon so i have to ask i have a few basic dancer questions because they are probably my favorite and i love to know all of them okay what was your first dance job in la the first one I remember the most was I I did a tour with an artist with a Puerto Rican artist named Cello. Mm. And it was real fun for me because I was young, the young buck, and the other dancers were mature, so I was Ooh. really learning a lot yeah. from them and I got I felt really spoiled that I got to learn from people who had already been in the business. And we went to Puerto Rico, we went to Miami, and I'm Traveling. from Florida, so it like felt close to my you know, I felt yeah. like it come to Miami. And I just felt like this is it and I got to shake my bomb bomb and I got to do well, I shaked my bomb bomb later with Ricky. That did end up happening. But in the moment it just felt like it was so fun. Like I already so Dancing with a recording artist was like kind of the beginning of what my dance professional yeah. life looked like, and it, it kept going that direction. But it basically started with working for a dancing Puerto Rican recording artist. Yeah, that's amazing. What was the worst job that you've done? Hmm. God, worst has so many. Like, yeah, this is what I like to know. Is like, it could mean so many different <laughs> could mean things. So many things for different it could people. be your outfit. It could be the artist. It could be like how you were treated. Like Dina Thompson talked about just the aesthetic of the set. Mm, of the set. But it's up, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's up yeah, to yeah. the... So I I find energy to be the most powerful. So when I think of worst case, I think of when the energy was the worst in mm. the room, like the energy that was cultivated because my best case scenarios are like working with the Tony Testa or working with the Wade Robson where the energy is just so high and elevated. So when I think worst case, I get pulled to energy. So I remember those feelings of like being on a... I remember being on a... I'm totally not going to be specific, and I know people I, are going to hate me for not. that, but I will not give names. But I remember. We're not actors. We can't just name drop people. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I was on set for, I was in rehearsal for a music video for a very, very acclaimed pop artist. Okay. And um, the it was that feeling. I'd already been booked on the job, but it was yeah. a feeling from day one that it felt like I was still auditioning mm-hmm. every second. I felt like I was being Always challenged. But this was to the extreme. Name calling choreographer, name calling people, like uh, you know, blatant just like disrespect of of yeah. making you feel less than constantly. Always. Um and then I remember I um I accidentally hit a girl in this process of the rehearsal and the girl was really injured and she was not able to sit down. She had to push through she was forced to continue oh, dancing. So the, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking you you injured her to so she couldn't sit down. But it's actually she got injured and so she had to keep dancing. She wasn't allowed to <gasps> like she was she was it seemed as though she was overreacting from the pain and you got to get back. Let's go. We don't you know like yeah. What are you her. doing? And so I'm like, oh my god, I feel so bad. I, you know, it was all accident, but like she it just energy to me like the yes. worst i'm just remembering that feeling and then the rest of the job like i actually got let go from that job later um it just like the energy kept progressing yeah. in different ways and i was hired to be the lead one of the leads in the video and then i got i and then there were two shoot days right so the first shoot day was yeah. like the ensemble and everybody and then the second shoot day was were the leads and i could felt the day of the set like something's not going Something right not with the energy right. and then later that day that my agent was like so you don't they don't need to come back tomorrow i'm like meh cut thank you though cut <laughs> i still got cut. i still got paid just so all that matters i got paid to be the lead you just don't see my face so i'm all worst case scenario to me is when the energy is the worst and when you don't feel like the person in charge believes in you that yeah. sucks that does suck yeah well what about your favorite then going on a higher note <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm going to go right back to Tony or Wade. I, they're equal parts for me. So, like, Tony pretty much gave me my first, like, world world tour with Kylie Minogue. Okay. So he was the one who did that with me. And Wade was the first person who gave me my first, like, job when I got to quit all my side hustles. So mm. Wade was the first. So Wade booked me on working for Cirque du Soleil. 
Oh god! And at that moment, I was like working for Starbucks. I was te- like doing all the side yeah, you dance have to jobs. Do side hustles and, and that was the moment. Two thousand eight was when Wade booked me to do Cirque du Soleil, and that was the moment that I got to quit all my side hustles, and I haven't had a side hustle since. Yes, so it's been like eleven years. He started the the train, mm-hmm. and so he he was like that was everything for me like working with him and 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 even though he's come so far now like working with him now is so different even just working with him then in 2008 there's this level of dedication that he brings to his artistry that is so deep that made me rethink everything about my life of how I thought about things like right. there's so many more levels of depth that I could be going with my thought process right now um and so that environment was just and the friends we made like that energy I'm still best friends with the people that the, that, that bond job, you couldn't you couldn't change it and, and that was Wade it. that was Wade that did that for us yeah is God that's incredible yeah and it just makes you look at those jobs that you did like you're explaining where the choreographer was just an asshole and you're like I am so thankful that I got to experience something so beautiful instead yeah and it also makes you question like why do you have to be like that why, why when do you, you have know, to be like that when you know the positive exists and it can thrive and can be successful and can accomplish and can meet and can all be the deadlines even a higher level of success why do you even why do you even need any sort of what does negativity? it do for you I don't know yeah um, what is the funniest costume you've had to wear for a job Anything that sticks out that is like, hmm, could be considered unusual as a dancer. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. I mean, first thing that comes to your mind. First thing that comes to mind, actually, because I, I was just talking about this with some okay. girls that I was teaching. Um, I've been the assistant choreographer and the dancer with Katy Perry uh, semi recently, and because you're also talking about Katy as we oh, walked well, in, Katie so Perry. she's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So we had there were these. She the whole act was like prop like the whole headpiece was this massive prop that went around your whole face that was like weighed 10 pounds it was a whole deal that was made by a prop department and we had these um these they were called like furries and what it, is a furry? and it was like orange and yellow and pink and it was basically all fur that had these two cones that came out and just fur hanging down at least like three feet so it was heavy how yeah, i was gonna how much heavy. does it weigh and the fur was all over the face and hanging down so could you see only two little eye sockets but you had no peripherals right so, so only see what's in front of you so only you're like could see bumping what was in into everyone you. yeah like but these cars. furries it was one of those things where you see that and you're like this is ridiculous and then you see six girls swinging around and you're like this is fabulous and then you kind of <laughs> get it good for and you. then you get it you're like this in the moment being in the mask you're like you feel like you're like oh, looney God. tunes what's gonna happen you feel like there's no way this could look fabulous and then yeah. from the outside you're like look at those furries fly look at work and they're looking so pretty <laughs> i love that this question comes from brody's white on instagram what up brody white what up brody if you could delete one word or phrase from every dancer's vocabulary <laughs> what would it be that's such a good question. I know. There's so many things. And this is hard for me because I honestly think it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Okay. So it's hard for me to delete a- things because I think it's all about the how, not just the what or the why. I believe it's about why you're saying it and how mm-hmm. you're saying it. So I have a – that's where my instinct goes to. Like I don't want to delete something. I want to change the way – why they say it or how they say it. Yeah. That's my instinct. But um, I'm going to say kill it. Okay. The reason I'm going there, I'm going to go deep again, is words... That seems surface when words people say kill it. Ha- well, yes. Yeah. I still say it all the time. So I'm even challenging myself right now with this okay. because we don't recognize how much power our words have over us. And even when we're saying kill it, we know the definition is about killing something dead, right. like to... to decease something to be over. Right. So even if I say like, I'm killing it, it's like I'm killing something, I'm making something dead like there's still this like kind of negativity around yeah. even though it has this positive trendy side to it there still could be this negativity towards it yeah um so how can you what's what i guess let me ask you what would be the reason someone would say kill it in dance terminology like kill what? it would mean like yes you're doing so good you're living or like you are doing this choreographer or choreography justice so there's much more positive ways to yes. say that than to say kill it when kill it is actually not really the most positive thing to say right so it's a I reactionary would, word. Yeah, and, and, and we just have gotten used to saying it, so we yeah. do it. But like, if we're trying to tell someone they're doing great or get it, I believe in you, there's better words that will help promote positivity. Absolutely. Even though we think kill it promotes positivity, there's so much inner – there's so much <gasps> mm-hmm. things that I, happen. With my kids, I, I don't say to them – 
I choose not to say you're being a bad boy because yes. if I say it too much, I know it's that, that word that they'll just keep thinking I'm being a bad boy. I'm being a bad boy. And whether they know it or not, they'll think they're a bad boy. Mm-hmm. So that's my one. That's like kill it where I, yeah. I just don't use it because I don't want them to think they are a bad kid or yeah. a bad boy. And I'm sure people listening to me like, this is so stupid. Oh my like, God, kill it, you're blah, being blah. so serious. But but to be honest, I think it, just the idea of me bringing that up will make you think differently about all the words you say mm-hmm. and to go, does this have multiple meanings that could actually be hurting me? Even though I think there's one meaning that's positive, is there a deeper meaning about this that actually doesn't benefit me? Can I find a better way to say this that's only positive? There could be somebody sick in your class, like mentally sick, and mm-hmm. you say kill it and it could trigger something in their brain. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And and, this- and I haven't. I don't have kids yet, so your reference about when you start to be when you're a mother and we start talking to kids or when you're a teacher you recognize the power of words so much deeper than you do without having that mirror image of Mm -hmm. yourself um so i've done a lot of work actually just researching about parenthood and you know just prepping for the future and recognizing how much power words have over not just the people you're saying them to but yourself when you're saying them and uh, uh, what's her Marissa Pierce I highly recommend looking into her because she's all about power of words and uh, changing the way I talk to myself has completely changed my life so I yeah words are so powerful it's so easy to be self-deprecating when really it's just assaulting your work Mm -hmm. and like just your being yeah it's crazy I say sticks and stones can break your bones but words could hurt me could hurt like, you they really can your own words yeah not somebody else's words yeah i think my own words hurt me more than other people's words for sure absolutely everybody's um so we have a fun game called it's a yes for me where <laughs> just like on say you think you can dance we vote on topics and decide well you do whether it's a yes or a no for you i saw you peeping at my my question i didn't look okay okay <laughs> i just got ex- wait so a yes meaning so i'm gonna give you a topic or whatever it is and you can vote it's a yes for me like it's something you like or you do it's something or I you like vote or I do. a no no like I it's don't just do not yours it's not just mine. not for you okay you know what i mean or I it think- could be a maybe like you could be like oh, i'm on the fence i'm not quite sure about this can you give me an example that's not related to your questions you're about to ask? like okay um like i've <sighs> botox you know? No. Yeah, it's okay. a no for me. Gotcha. Okay. Got it? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Unshaven lady armpits. Yeah. It's a yes for you? Uh, yeah. You're four people doing it? Yes. Yeah. I am for choice. Good. I'm all for people that can do it. I'm, I'm for like, good choice. For you. Yes. Yes. Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. We got all our yeses. <laughs> My sister loves Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I probably only read like one of the books, but I'm into it. Good. Yes, is Harry Potter. <laughs> My son's obsessed. I love with that it. you went Harry Pitts and then Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> I'm like, is this? Is there going to be a theme happening with Harry I wrote something? Things, like late last night, I'm like, hysterical. what could I use? I love it. Sex in a public place. Yes, yes. Have you? Yes. Oh, what, can I you got to keep things interesting? I know it. But bathroom. Like, My husband and I have done it okay. in a bathroom. Nice. A restaurant bathroom. That one of the ones where you can lock the door. Not like a stall. No. Where it's a oh, one like a private. Ba- a private bathroom. Was it, a, was it as door. exciting as you thought it would yes. be? Yes. Okay, good. And what was so much more fun about it is we were not by ourselves at the restaurant, so we were with a group of people. So it's like we leave the group. Ooh, it's and like then we a come challenge back. and like there's they a might secret. Know. It's a mystery. Do yeah. they smell like sex afterwards? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what's this fun about so it. Oh, I'm excited too. Family vacations. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, you're such a yes lady. You think I'm going to say no to these things? So, you know what? Some people are like, I can't do family vacations. I just don't like the dynamic. I'm, oh, I'm not a fan. No, all day long. My parents, so my family and George's family aren't from the same state. So okay. they live apart. So they don't get to see each other often. George is my husband, by the way. Um, one Christmas, my family from Florida flew in. George's family from New Jersey flew in. We rented a house in – well, we didn't rent, but we stayed at our friend's house in yeah. Malibu and spent a Christmas together under the same roof for like over a week. Parents, Good for sisters, you all the thing. No fights? No. <sighs> Man, you're living the dream. I just went on a family vacation without my husband, with all of, with his mom, with his sister, with his two aunts, with his cousin, just me and all of his. Yeah. Siblings. He wasn't even there. See, this is why you have to go to the body language experience <laughs> because you will come out feeling this way. Okay, lastly, The Bachelor. No. Oh, we got to know. <laughs> ding, ding, we got to know. I don't mean no, nobody should watch it. No, no, it shouldn't exist. It's a no for you. Though. I just know I'm not interested. Yeah. 
I'm not either. I can't do it. I can barely watch TV because I feel like I'm wasting time unless it's something that is going to bring value to my life. And I believe The Bachelor brings value to people through entertainment. Yeah. But my type of entertainment is my the value I value in entertainment is not that. Maybe it's Bachelor in Paradise for you. Maybe it'd be that. No? Nope. Yeah, I've never watched either, but it looks like it could be up my alley. I think if I started it, it could be up. If anybody started, it could be up anybody's alley because right. that's what it does. It sucks you in somehow. Yeah. I'm just – I don't want to get sucked there. I have a lot of other things that got I'm a lot really of interested things, in. But we like where you're at and what you're doing. So thank you so much for coming in and chatting. This was fun. Yes, I know. I love this. And Thanks. you've been such an open guest, which is so – Awesome. I'm very open. I love and comfortable that. talking about anything. I, I missed Ava. I know. But this was a fabulous date. I know. We'll we have got to have special you back time. sometime, maybe showing some. Thank you so much, Lena, for coming in and chatting with us. Can you plug us your socials so we know where to find you? Oh, yes. Daily Dancer Diet on the gram. And my, my website's also dailydancerdiet.com. What about the body experience? The body language experience is all under that website. Okay. So you can find, if you go to dailydancerdiet.com, you can see body language, my classes, my intensives and then soon i'm bringing out like all other things with pdfs and healthy and traveling and all the it's things coming. coming it's coming well thank you so yeah. much thank you thank you so much for listening to the, the dance room. room get new episodes every thursday on podcast one.com the podcast one app or apple podcasts follow me at heather elizabeth that's heather with two r's at the end elizabeth with two h's don't ask it's just a mess and you can also follow me on twitter at heather morris tv and you can follow me ava at ava flave one that's the number not the word on instagram make sure to subscribe and leave a nice rating and a five-star review and make sure to spread the word spread that word see you next week see ya